everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great one for you. Who do we have? Yes, we have Cooper Lawrence with us today. She is an author, TV personality, and radio host. Currently, Cooper and a radio partner of 11 years, Anthony Michaels, have relaunched their successful syndicated radio show as a top-rated entertainment podcast called The Cooper and Anthony Show. And we're excited to have her on. So welcome to yes. the show. Hey, welcome. you guys. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You know, I love that you um, get broadcasting because, you know, sometimes people, when they, when they book guests, they're like, well, what have I seen you in? And you have to be famous. So I love the fact that, that look, radio broadcasting is just as important as any other medium because yep. yes. you know, we're, one of the, we're one of the few that, and you guys are live right now, we're one of the few that can do things live in the moment and talk to people mm -hmm. where they are. Like that's, yes. who gets that option? Like television, it's, you know, it's already taped it's as a fan. Yeah, yeah, we're we're basically a one-shot show. You know, I tell yes. I always tell people at the beginning of the uh, you I'm know sure. that we're raw. So what you say, every now and then I've edited, but I don't want to edit. I don't want to have to edit. Like right. so, so I'm like just you know, know what you're gonna say. <laughs> you know, that, I think that's the thing about radio is that you're so used to. Um, editing yourself in your head, like no cursing. And, you know, when I first started, they used to say to us all the time, like, pretend you're talking to Christian school children. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that was a good way to remember because it's like, right, like, don't talk about that, you know, anything yes. racy or that would be inappropriate. So, you, you know, radio people are good like that. Like, we have that brain, we have that editing <laughs> brain already built in. <laughs> What's funny is you saying that in our buddy Square Table, Joe, um, he does a podcast. But it's far from um, it's a adult content, basically. Unfiltered. <laughs> Unfiltered. Oh, do Very tell. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he'll probably comment about that in a minute. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, we enjoy this, and we enjoy getting to know whether they're a celebrity, whether they're an up and coming, um, rising artist, rising um, actor, actress, and all that. It's just been fun, and you know. Yes. But we're all in this craziness over the last 18 months or so. Um, and I always like to talk about that a little bit because I think because because COVID's hit different people in different ways. So I like to know how. So how has COVID affected what you do and what have you done to kind of move it through this craziness? You know, it's funny because being I live in New York and my broadcast partner, Anthony, lives in South Carolina. And the crazy oh. thing was at the very beginning, if you remember, New York was the epicenter. So everybody wanted to ask me questions like, what's going on? What's it like? And the weird thing was, because it was, we were the only, we were the one state and the one city that it was just, it was off the charts, that every night at 7 p.m., you would open your window and you would hear everybody clanging instruments, pots, pans, tambourines, whatever they yeah. had, shouting, yeah. you know, yeah. support for all the healthcare workers that we knew oh, were just, you know, yeah. an yeah. inch of their lives ready to just pass out. Um, mm -hmm. And it's amazing how that's gone the other way because my broadcast partner in South Carolina, South Carolina is now has the highest COVID, the fourth highest COVID rate in the world. See, we're in Georgia. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you're in Georgia. So you guys understand. So it's, you know, it's mm -hmm. weird how it's turned around and how, you know, we're, but we're all living this nightmare at the same time. 
Um, yeah. I think the way it's changed radio in general, because I think that's what your question might have been. Um, I, the way it's changed radio in general, in my opinion, is that people are no longer in their cars. They're not doing their normal routine. Yeah. So yeah. One of the reasons why, you know, Anthony, I got um, right when COVID hit, I was working for iHeart. And they just laid off a bunch of people because, you know, COVID, nobody's in their cars listening at normal hours. You know, advertisers were jumping ship left and right. So they couldn't afford to pay everyone all those salaries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like the day after I was like, well, what do I do? And Anthony and I started this podcast. And I got to tell you, we have more listeners on this podcast than I ever had doing radio even here in New York wow. because, oh, wow. that's not, you know, people watching your show right now, like people consume things now in a very different way. Yes. Um, and I think, I think COVID has had that effect on all of us who are broadcasters, especially those of us who do live work. Yeah. That's like when, you know, we launched this show January of 2020 and a couple months before COVID and, and our original plan was to do a hundred interviews our first year. We thought if we could do that, It'd be a great foundation for first oh, yes. year to build into 2021 and 2022 and stuff. And then COVID happens. And I told Sandy, I was like, you know, this is our silver lining. We, you know, instead of doing a hundred interviews, we just need to see what we can do because again, yeah. this will probably never happen in our lifetime like this, the opportunity right. yeah, so, with oh, everything yeah. shutting down. And because of that, we did over 300 interviews last year and we're over 450 now. And it's all because, again, everybody was shutting down. And I went after bigger and bigger people because of that. And next thing and we know. Home. I mean, th- yeah, think about it. Like someone's not going to get on a plane and fly the Today Show. I mean, they even, they're doing everything by Zoom, everything yes. by, you know, you guys use StreamYard, but everyone has different things that they mm-hmm. use to talk to each other. And I got to tell you, I don't know that I want to go back <laughs> to being in a studio or, have, I mean, I love how, when we have guests on and they're they're happy to come on by Zoom. I prefer that because everyone's relaxed. They're in their home. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's a big thing to ask. We were just talking about this yesterday. Like, so, okay. So when I was at Z100, I'll remember this. Um, Janet Jackson was coming on the show, right? We were all really excited. And yeah. the day before, her two bodyguards showed up and they wanted to see, you know, what door is she coming in? Which way is she walking? Oh, wow. And they want, because she likes to know where she's going. She doesn't want, yeah. to, she doesn't want to be late. Like she's a real professional. Yeah. And then they checked the bathrooms. Like what bathroom will she be using? And they needed to know all of that. And now if you think about it from like someone like Janet Jackson's perspective, you know, she doesn't have to worry about which way she's walking. Will she get there on time? What right. bathroom is she mm-hmm. using? Is the studio clean? No, she's yeah. in her home. So yeah. we have, yeah, I don't know if you guys are finding this, but we're getting much, much bigger name guests because they're home and they're around. Yes. And, and, exactly. and yeah, because it's, it's, you know, it's so great because again, if you bring guests on, then they have to fly in or you have to pay for that or, you know, however right. that all that works, I wouldn't know yet. Um, but you have to do all that. You have to prepare for that. But this way, you know what? You prepare for your end. I prepare for my end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then even like, you know, back in the day when you go to like a press junket, you know, you'd have to show up, you'd bring a camera, you'd bring your whole team, you know, and it's like this, the celebrity would sit in one chair and you came in and out of the door. So it was just, it's a lot of work, you know, so it's so much nicer now to just be like, oh, it's my turn on Zoom. Yeah. And this is, and this is accepted. That's what's great. Because of course, before COVID, this probably wasn't as accepted back then, you right. know, they want to face. Now, granted, I, if we have the potential to get face to face, that's great. But at the same time, it broadens where, you know, I've had people from overseas 
jump on. So I love that. You couldn't do that, you know? No, exactly. I mean, I, I don't know if you've had this experience, but, you know, when you're interviewing somebody, so back in the day, you'd interview somebody or you'd book them, be like, oh, you know, I have to, sorry, I can't come to the studio. I got to go to LA or, you know, book something in London. Now it doesn't even matter because, you know, back then you'd be like, well, can I find you a studio to go into? You don't have to worry about that, you know? So I think, I think if anything, it's made our connection ironically better you know we're, we're, we're connecting more this way because yeah. we're already on our computers so now instead of just being on our computers and just be on social media now we can actually talk to each other one-on-one -on -one. Yeah. so i guess yeah. that's the silver lining i mean the, yeah. for the most part the year has been tough for everybody i haven't heard anybody that's been like what a great year you know everyone has a story everybody you know has gone through horrific things everybody's gone through sad things um mm -hmm losing jobs, you know, losing loved ones. It's, it's been tough all around for literally everybody. And, but, um, you know, I guess the silver lining is that at least we're connecting more. And yep. that's, I think that's a happy thing. And you know, the crazy yeah. thing about all this too, is um, we've been married almost 19 years now. October. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> almost hey. 19 years. And um, we've been a 24 seven couple basically the whole time. I mean, we've been called Always names for that. We homeschool that. our mm -hmm. little boy and all that. Yes. So people tell us how unhealthy we are, how this and that, this unhealthy? and that. And, 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 no. yeah. <laughs> and, and it's what's crazy about it. When, when COVID happened, I remember as everything started getting shut down because everybody always said, you know what? Y'all need to split apart and you do y'all's own things from time to time. And I'm no, sitting there like, for everybody. and I'm like, watching everything get shut down. I'm like, look at yep. this no ironicness. All these people that told us that we are unhealthy, we have to do it their way are now having to do it our way. You're like, welcome to our world. <laughs> around. Yeah. Cause you know, a lot Wait, of the 19, 19 years is pretty amazing. How did you two meet? Well, we actually met February 2nd of 02 yes. online, online back when it was taboo. Yes. You know, now yeah. everybody knows, but you know, and we met February 2nd of 02. Mm -hmm. We talked on the phone for the first time on February 4th. We set a wedding date February 18th and we met in person March 4th. So oh, we were meeting in person to see who we were going to marry. Yes. That's amazing. Wow. That's, that's really beautiful. That's really, really beautiful. And I, I agree with your comment. People are rude. The fact that people have the nerve to say to the two of you that your relationship is unhealthy. How can you judge somebody else's relationship unless you're inside of it? You know what I mean? I just, yeah, yeah. I, 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 people are rude. And, and who asked you is really the thing. Um, that, is a, that is a beautiful story and very encouraging because again, as we're talking about COVID and people that aren't you know, going out to parties, they don't feel safe or comfortable. Mm -hmm they could meet online and potentially meet the love of their lives. So it actually is a really inspiring story, especially now. Definitely. So when you look back, um, how did you, you know, I, I'm sure you probably always wanted to be a radio host or at no. least, oh, you didn't? No. Tell us about, tell us how that came <laughs> yeah, um, So my family is in the theater. So oh. I just assumed, you know, it's like if it's like if your family owns a hardware store, you just assume you're going to go work at the hardware store one day. Oh. So I thought, you know, well, we're in theater. I guess I'm going to work in the theater at some point, you know, and that's what I thought I was going to do. And um, turns out I was terrible at it. <laughs> I was I, I invited a bunch of friends of mine. I was so proud of myself. It was like my first play. It was on a it was in a Broadway house and I was really excited. And I actually, you know, I had a, I gave myself a part in it. And afterwards I said to my friends, wow, so what'd you think? And they said, you should be in radio. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> and I was like, 
oh, like that bad. But they knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. And there was a station here in New York that was hiring. So, and it was like, I lived around the corner from the station. So I was like, all right, it's a job around the corner. I'll, I'll take it until my big theater career takes off. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I kind of wandered over there and I worked there. And while I was there, I got a call and someone said, no, no, that's, they're not using you right. Come work for me. And then I went there and it just, I'd be at a station and somebody would call and say, say, I got a better job for you. And they would just offer me something else. Um, And next thing I knew I was at Z100 and I was at, Q104. And I was at some of the biggest stations in New York in the number one market um, in no time at all. And I was like, okay, well, a a friend of mine who was very wise said, look, with theater, you were knocking at the door and no one was opening it. You know, with radio, the doors are flying open without you even asking. So, (laughs) you know, take the hint. There's a sign right there. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I embraced it. I finally, you know, I I got serious about it. I had a, a full-time job at a radio station and decided to actually get serious about it. And uh, I never looked back and I've never stopped working. I've been wow. very, very fortunate. That, that's like us through the years that we've been married. We've been, you know, we have probably launched and failed at a, over a hundred different business ideas, mm-hmm. but they would stay afloat long enough to keep us going financially. Right. But, and then it crashed <laughs> and this would crash and that would crash. And then all of a sudden, and it was like doors would close and this door would close. And then all of a sudden I come up, you know, I guess back years ago, we actually um, was doing an interview show, but it wasn't a show. We would interview and then we would post the transcript of it on uh, online. And we actually got to interview Kelsey Ballerini back then before Uh she was, you know, back in 2015. Wow. And we shut that down. And, but it was always a place in my heart where I thought, you know what? I felt so great doing that. So in 2018, I told Sandy, you know, maybe it's time. I think we should relaunch that. It was actually called New Country Buzz. Mm-hmm. I was like, we need to relaunch that. Yeah. And and she was like, okay. So we relaunched that side of it. And then by the end of 2019, I was like, I think it's time to do our own show. And Sandy was like, uh, well, well, what would we call it? Yeah. And, and, and I was like, well, the Chris and Sandy show. Right. What else would you call it? I'm like, really? <laughs> I was like, it worked for Bobby Bones. What would we call it? That's hilarious. And, and, it's like, you know, and I was like, it worked for Bobby Bones. It worked for Ty Bentley. It worked for Ryan yeah. Seacrest and yeah. all the time. To- you know, when you look at the top shows, it's usually their name. Mm-hmm. It's like, if we want to be a top show, then we should be our name. And um, right, you so, are the show. So then we did that. And all of a sudden doors were opening up. Like I said, you know, we started as a country music artist interview show and, and now all- we're an entertainment yeah. interview show. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so cool. That's really great. You guys. <clears throat> so what's, you know, you've interviewed a lot of celebrities and all that. Mm-hmm. What's surprised you the most with your interviews? I'm always surprised when you get somebody that is an A-list star and they're just a regular person and happy to talk to you and they don't act like you perceive them to act. Like they don't walk in like they're better. Only one person has, but mostly they don't walk in like they're better than you. They, they're just like, Hey, what's just like us talking right now. You know, this would be like, this is how the conversation goes, except, you know, you're Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, and I'm Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I'll take it. We'll take it. Um, that wasn't a very good analogy. Um, but you know, uh, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. I'm always surprised when somebody that is like 
really beloved, like a huge, huge Grammy winning, Oscar winning celebrity is just the nicest person in the world. And the one thing I've learned over the years, and I guess you guys will find this as you interview more and more people and it gets higher up on the food chain, you're going to find that the people that are the most successful are the nicest because they've all, they've achieved their goals and they're grateful. It's the people that are crawling up there that tend to be very difficult and very angry and very yeah. like, um, more like a diva because they're not content with their life oh, and okay. they'll take, they take it out on you for some, it's like, you don't even know me. Are you take it out on me? Like, it's weird. Um, so, the, so the bigger they are, the nicer they are is the one lesson I've learned. So, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad to hear that because again, you know, you see celebrities and you know, people make them like a God almost. Yeah. And, and, and you, you want to know. They that, don't buy into it. The, the real big ones don't buy into that. Like the Miley Cyrus and Lady Gaga mm -hmm. and um, you know, Nick Jonas, they, they don't buy into that. They're just, they're just yeah. people and they do what they're they do and they're grateful to do what they do. And they're grateful that you want to hear from them. You know, yeah, because yeah. I get upset. You know, you read on Facebook and you see so many people that hate celebrities. I'm like, do you, I was like, have you actually talked to the person? Right. You know, yeah. again, you're seeing what the media wants you to see. That's very true. You know, mm -hmm. and it's going to always be jaded. The media wants you to hate artists and actors yeah. and all that. They want you to hate each other. Yeah, and, I and, have and, and I'm like, because, you know, I've had people that come on the show that I know some people hate. And I'm like, you just don't know. Yeah. yeah. They were the you, person, so, yeah. so many people we've had on our show have been, the, like you said, some of the mm -hmm. nicest people that you but ever that's meet. Your job, that's your job as interviewers and broadcasters is to, to get to know the people and let your audience get to know them and make them likable. You know, yeah. the, the more the more somebody is disliked in the industry the more you should want to have them on your show to show their softer side, to show who they actually are, to, to, to show the kind of person they are. We, I've had that experience too, where somebody that I was nervous to talk to because you wow. heard terrible things about them or you thought that they maybe weren't the nicest person. And then you sit down with them and it's like, oh my God, I, I loved him. I loved her. I can't believe anyone said negative things about them. You know? And, you know, I love that attitude because that's exactly the one of the big reasons I wanted to bring the 2021 spring Playboy Playmate on because mm -hmm. people dehumanize her. That's right. I wanted I to rehumanize her. Yeah, that's a good point. Because people and, just hear Playmate and there's so many images that come to mind. Not those. Um, yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like just of of the character of the person right. is what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then you get to know the person. You're like, oh, that's just what they do for a living. They have other things about them, you know. So yes. Just like a lot of the reality shows. You know this. Most yeah. of them are pretty much fake. They're yeah. putting on a facade for the show, yep. but if you meet them in real life, they're not really that character. But yeah. people think because it says reality, that is actually who they are. Yeah. No, I think people still have, um, they still get their mind around that the same way. You know, the idea that somebody is a reality star, because it's tough because sometimes the reason we're watching them is because what's going on in their real life is so crazy. Yeah. So there is an aspect to it, you know, like the Kardashians are a good example, you know, like yeah. they, yes. I understand that a lot of what they do is, you know, for the camera, yeah. of course, but then again, 
It's then again, some of it is actually true. Kim Kardashian yeah. is divorcing Kanye West. And, right. and you know, Kylie is mm -hmm. pregnant. Like there are certain things yeah. that are just true. So you I think I think that's the hard thing that you have to, as your um, commenter just said, that people just bl blindly believe the media. But mm -hmm. I think that it's important to make those decisions for yourself. Exactly. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, the glory of like Blake Shelton, Miley Cyrus, and all the top celebrities. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes, not just to get the, that, that level, but even a career level within entertainment. I always want to talk about this side of it because I think that it's one of the most sugar-coated, glossed over because yeah. people think, if I got the talent, I'll make it. But we both right. know it takes talent, work ethic, and a little bit of luck. And yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. And so let's talk about some of the sacrifices you've had to make for your career to get to even where you are today. Yeah. So my first full-time radio job, I didn't just, oh, what's going on? Oh, that's okay. I love, I love that people are like just chiming in like, hey, how y'all doing? I love that. That's so sweet. Thank you very much for, thank you, Chase, for even watching and, and chiming in. Yes. Um, you know, my it's funny because... My very first radio job, I, in order for me to get an air shift, I also had to produce the commercials during the day. So they showed me how to use all the production equipment. I had to drive the van at night to all the personal appearances. So, you know, and then I also had to work weekends and where I would like literally just drive around and they would have you like just put stickers, bumper stickers all over the place, yeah. or just drive around with like a sign truck that just said the name of the station, you know. Um, so I, I did production, I did promotion, and then I also had an airship, which they considered a gift. So wow. if you, if you do your production and promotion really well, you get to have your air shift. Um, mm -hmm. and so I, you know, I learned by working really, really hard. And it's interesting because I think a lot of, I find that when we had interns at like one of the New York air stations I worked in, we had interns that came in and some of them would just work there butts off. They would want to do, mm -hmm. interview. do you want coffee? Can I go to the printer? Cause we had, we had stuff we had actually print out every day. I know very old school. Um, and then we had other interns that would sit around like, I'm not going to get you coffee. I'm not here to do that. Oh, wow. Well. Print Something for you. Like uh, I'll show you how to work a printer, but I'm not going to print something for you. And it's like, yeah. you know, the, the attitude really changed. It's like, um, you're the intern. I'm the air talent. If you want yes. to learn and if you want to, you know, you got to be, I was willing to do anything anybody wanted of me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I literally like, yeah. I literally yeah. drove a van. I literally would like hang up posters. In order to be on the air, yeah. I would take a, a station poster and go to a bar and hang it on the wall there just to be able mm -hmm. to get on the air the next day. You know, that attitude yeah. doesn't really exist anymore. So if you got, the, if you got out of like 10 interns, the one that was like really hungry, you remembered that person because uh, it's so rare. And those are the people that you end up, hey, I have a new show. We're hiring. Why don't you come work for me? Those are the ones that you call. So I think, yeah, the the work ethic has definitely changed a lot in the entertainment industry. Um, but yeah. They think that, should, you know, they think because of social media, they think, well, you know, I can do it without all the hard work. And right. like, even, even with our show, people think, you know, they see that for 30 to 60 minutes, we have fun on this show with the guests we have. And but, we do. And, and, and we do. This is, I'm in my zone when we're on the show, but they don't see the emails day and night when we're driving 
at two in the morning sometimes going back and forth with people. Um, the no shows, the, the people saying the teams that say, oh, yeah, we'll put that person on. And then I sent a date. Never hear from them. And, they, and then the ghosts. Well, I mean, we had one guest. Now, this was before we went um, um, video. We were right, going, we started out audio. just audio at the mm -hmm. beginning of last year. And um, we had one guest that in the middle of the interview just disappeared. And, yes, and, and, our little and, and after it, I on. even emailed the person. Never heard from them. I text, emailed everything, and never heard from. And, and I, and I, of course, I don't say who because That's very rude. Yeah. I know who this person is. So of course, yes. I'm not going to say that. No. But again, it was tell like, me off the air so I know who not to book. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> but it, it, but it's crazy. But they don't see the grind side, the, the getting at night tears, wondering is this ever, you know, again, you go through a lot of emotions. Well, it's, different. it's different. Way. See what you're, you're launching something on your own. Like I've worked for radio stations, so it's not just, you know, you're on the air and you're talking on the microphone. You get to interview, <laughs> you know, Harry Styles. It's more than that. I mean, then you have sponsors and they have, you have responsibilities to the sponsors where they want you to do a certain amount of, um, commercials for them. Yeah. You got to go meet with them. You got to sit down. Sometimes you have to help write the commercials because the um, advertising people are not really writers. Some of them are, but a lot of them aren't, and mm -hmm. they don't know how you talk on the radio. So you yeah. know, you're you're very beholden to your sponsors and your clients. You spent I spent more time with our clients, I think, than I did with our listeners because I want to make sure they were happy. They were the ones paying the bills. You know, exactly. Yeah. So, and, and so it's more than just. It seems like, oh, they talked on the radio. That sounds like fun. No, there's so much more than that. And especially like when you work for in the larger companies, you have to voice track stuff. You got to do a podcast with your show. Um, they have, you know, every once in a while, you'll have to interview a sponsor, you know, okay. for like a show or something. And yeah. it's like, it's really hard to figure out what to ask a dentist. You know what I mean? But you come yeah. up with questions because, you know, you've been to a dentist and you know what you'd want to know. So it's, mm -hmm. it's it's not all. What's funny uh, is we've interviewed a lot of business people too on other shows stuff we've done. So, yeah. uh, in fact, yeah. we even got the interview on this show um, the former CEO of Chipotle, Monty Moore. Awesome. So, so if that person is your sponsor, you're gonna have to come up with like a regular series, a regular thing you're gonna you can do with the dude from Chipotle. Yeah. Like exactly. you know, we yeah. we have we have this really great sponsor, uh, Manhattan Mini Storage here in New York, and they're amazing I, I couldn't i can't say enough about them i love them so much and my favorite thing is like so their spokesperson lives in well he lives in a building where the the mini storage is but we like to say he lives in a mini storage unit and we give him <laughs> crap about that the whole time <laughs> so it was somebody next door getting a lamp like you know we were always we always bother him and he had gotten married um during our course of working with him oh, and it was wow. like, oh, wow. how did you meet a lady from your storage unit like did she, <laughs> need to, did she need did she need to bring her boxes in and you helped her like you know so um we do a whole series with them where we have fun with them and it makes it it's not just having the sponsor it's also having people yeah. that we like who are our sponsors that's we're very lucky to have that so it's a lot of that stuff too so it's not just yeah interviewing celebrities. Exactly. And because of we're, you know, launched 
would I mean we've never been in a radio, never done any of this. So this is this has been all grassroots. And I and I don't want to bring on a sponsor till we get I I know some people disagree with this philosophy, but I don't want to bring on a sponsor till we get to a certain point so that I can call the shot. I don't want a sponsor telling me what I can and can't say. Oh, then you're not gonna get a sponsor. (laughs) 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 I'm serious, like they well, they they don't really tell you what you can and can't right. But the smaller you are, the more control they have. Well, no, they don't have control of your content, but right. what they do, what's really interesting, and this uh-huh. is at every single level, they do have control over, so if you have, I won't say the name of a sponsor, but yeah. one of the yeah. stations I work for was being sponsored by a really big fast food chain company, okay. really mm-hmm. big fast food mm-hmm. chain, you know, the yeah. ones that have the um, clown. Anyway, yeah. so <laughs> they, they were in the news that week. There was some big scandal going on within that company that everybody was talking about. We weren't allowed to talk about it. Understand it was, that. It was a big part of pop. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, it's it's like yes and no, because it's like that did happen and everybody <laughs> else was talking about it, but <laughs> we couldn't because that was our sponsor. So it's yeah. like, you know, you got to decide, like, are you going to be true to your own narrative or true. are you going mm-hmm. to do what the sponsor wants? So, right. you know. like, I won't say who and all this people would know, but we had a big interview set up uh, a few months ago and um, of a person within the executive and uh, TMZ ran a big story the day of and we lost that interview because of it. Yes, yeah, that'll happen. I mean, I, I, yeah, I have definitely had that before where like somebody, you know, you have somebody booked on the show and then their life blows up, you know, and suddenly like they're, so they're either being canceled or somebody's accusing them of something or they're uh-huh. in prison. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, if it was one day earlier. I could have spoken to them before they went to jail. Like, that awesome. but, yeah. but, but you know, a lot of people would look at that as negative because we've lost two or three almost for the same type of stuff. And I look at it like, well, that means we're growing it. If, if TMZ yeah. can run a story that cost us an interview, yes. well, that to me says something. Yeah, no, that's that's a very good point. Right, that's good. <laughs> now, granted, if it happens all the time, then it'll be like, okay, we need to find different guests. Or <laughs> but it, it's been really fun. I tell you, you know, meeting so many people, so many great people. Um, so... How did you move from radio to do a lot of your TV stuff? Because you do, you've done a lot of TV also. Yeah, um, that actually happened by accident again. Like I feel like a lot of my career has just been happenstance, like it's right place, right time, right time. You know, so um, I was working for um, how did it start? Yeah, so I was working for like some radio station, and on the side, I was doing like I don't know a blog or something. And the people who own the blog were like, oh, um, Fox and Friends is really interested in the story you wrote about X, Y, and Z. You know, will you go in and talk to them about it? I was like, "Uh, okay. So I went in and I just talked. It was a one-off. I just went in to talk to Fox and Friends about whatever pop culture thing we talked about in this particular blog. And the producer Mm -hmm. said, I liked everything you had to say. And, you know, seems to know a lot about celebrity. Can we call you back in if anything goes down with, celebrity and i was like yeah sure no problem <laughs> sure enough it was like right before that whole britney spears thing oh. so i i started getting so that someone saw me on fox and friends talking about britney spears and mm-hmm. then i got a call from entertainment tonight they were like do you want to come oh, on wow. our show and then and the person from entertainment tonight left and went to showbiz tonight when it was on 
you know, CNN, HLN, whatever that was. Um, and they were like, now come here. And it just, it just, I just got on someone's Rolodex and, um, you know, I, I know a lot about celebrity. I always have, it's always been my thing. Um, my, my PhD is actually in how celebrity culture affects us psychologically, you know? So that's mostly what the books I've been writing about. So that's always been like my sweet spot. Um, so every time they need a talking head to talk about like, you know, a divorce or why a celebrity's falling apart, like the E! True Hollywood story just came back. Um, they just launched the beginning of this year and I'm in like three of those. You know, uh -huh. they called me to be like, hey, do you want to comment on the Victoria's Secret scandal, Brad Pitt, you know? So I'll, of course, yeah. how do you say no to that? Um, right. So yeah, and you know, it's interesting. You find that it's all about having good relationships. Yeah. I show up on time, I'm ready to get on camera, I do my own hair and makeup. They like to give you a little fluff before you get on, but you don't come in like a diva, like where's my hair and makeup? Or how am I getting there? When's my car coming? No, I, I'll take a cab, I'll take a subway, whatever. Happy to show up, happy to be here. You go there, you're nice to everybody, you mm -hmm. do your work and they remember you because, you know, unfortunately in my industry, like I said earlier, you know, people that are not quite there yet at the level they want to be, they're, angry at the world so they show no, up yeah so they show up to like entertainment tonight and they're like this is my studio where's my hair and makeup i can't mm, can you guys give wow. me a car or a cat they get that a lot it's amazing how often they get that mm. um mm. not me i'm happy to be there i'm grateful to be there i love everybody i stay in touch with them i send christmas cards you know wow. so and i think eventually they're like well you know yeah, she's really good on the air, but why should we call her as opposed to exactly somebody else? Oh, we like her. You know? <laughs> and then I ended up, and then I ended up getting a TV agent um, who started booking me on stuff. That's how I ended up on the Tyra show for two years. As oh, wow. I was um, Tyra's relationship expert on her show for two years, and then I um, I booked a show for VH1 called Confessions of a Teen Idol. Mm -hmm. So that was all through you know my TV agent, which I, it was never a goal. It was like calls were starting to come in. I thought somebody who knows this business needs to handle this. Mm -hmm. So I met with a few agents. I chose one and he handled it. So, wow. <clears throat> but yeah, it's, de it's definitely been crazy and all that with everything that's going on. Um, what do you like? Do you like your radio better or TV? What is there? A, is radio there a 100%. I, I, <laughs> I care less about TV, you know, it's I, my goal was not in to be in TV. And while my goal wasn't originally to be in radio, I fell in love with it. After my very first radio job, I was like, how did I not know about this? And it was all mm -hmm. I ever wanted. And when I had to make choices between TV and radio, I always chose radio. You know, I had one radio job that I had to move out of New York City. And I thought, well, that's going to cut me off from a lot of TV. Who cares? You know, I didn't, even, <laughs> I didn't think twice. I just... I remember people saying to me, like, what are you going to do about TV? I was like, who cares? What am I going to do about TV? Yeah, like people on television, like, my God, where's that Cooper Lawrence? What are we going to do without her? Nobody <laughs> nobody else cares. Like, I'm just going to go do what I love, which for me has always been radio and broadcasting. You know, what's funny is when we first launched the show, Sandy was like, um, I'll do the show, but I'll never do video. Yes, yes, <laughs> I said that. 
and then last why not? I, why, Sandy, how come you didn't want to do video? I just was always shy. Years ago at networking events, I wouldn't even say my name where they have you stand up, say your name and what you do. I, I would make him do it. So we would both would stand up. Yes. And I would say we are Chris and Sandy Benton with whatever we were with. This she was that shy. Anything. Yeah. And so Sandy, how have you overcome your shyness and have you overcome your shyness completely? Like how, where are you with it? It's a work in progress still. He still does most of the talking. I do a few questions now, so it's evolving work in progress. And what's but. funny is last October, I remember um, Sandy coming to me and saying, do you think that it would help our show if we started doing video? I did not see that. Sandy was the one who said that. I love it. Yeah. So, and that's what I was waiting for her to, her, I didn't want to push her to do that. I, you know, right, I, but I knew video would be it. more fun. Now she's like, would rather do video than audio. Yeah, We enjoy it now. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and what's funny is when we made the transition from audio to video, I remember I was like, and this was kind of a mistake on my end. Cause again, still all this still learning. And um, I was like, I want to have a big guess for the very first video. And oh, we yes. end up we were like, we're not launching it. We're not we launching it until we have that. Well, we booked Allie Brooke. Oh, wow. And so it was great. And then we start. Right. No problem. We had never We've done, never done this before. So first time using StreamYard, all that. Green screen. I, green, my, instead of the brick wall looking thing, we had you, you we just had the, the green, green screen. screen. Yeah. And and like I have. Yeah. And um, but it was just like that. It was yes. just and, and, and then ours was not set up well. We think connection. I good. used Wi-Fi instead of straight through, so the connection right, was right. bad. Her connection was bad. I was half off the camera. I was sort of like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, and we're in the middle of this interview, and I'm sitting there thinking, it was crazy. I should have done a few interviews before her, you yeah. know. And but right. we learned that. But you know what? She was so gracious. You know, she she, definitely she was gracious. The, the system was so pushed kind. her off like five or six times through the thing, but she'd yes. come back. She logged back in, back in, and, and we continue. In fact, what was funny is one of the comments um she one of the times she froze and so her face froze funny and oh, yeah and one of the guys made a comment oh i like frozen alley my, my favorite alley that was oh my god that's hilarious <laughs> and so yeah that was kind of the transition and, and that right. and and again you know having no backing no nothing just not knowing anything with our show as right. 450 interviews, you tend to like, I've learned what, you know, at the very beginning I had a way I worded certain things and a few times people would disagree with my thought on that. So I've learned to reword it so that I get their thoughts without them having to disagree with me. Right. Smart. <laughs> we used to have a 90 minute because like he would do sometimes more talking yeah, than I, the guests. You, know, right you know, you know, as a radio host, you talk. I like that when I have a guest. Like usually, I try not to. Um, usually, I find that like guests that at least in, in radio. Well, well, okay, in radio is different than podcasting because radio yeah. you have much less time. That's, um, that's one of the that's one of the things. Like when you look at some of the radio boards now, the conversations they have over and over is how do we compete with podcasts? Because <laughs> you know, there's so much music now. They've thrown so much music in 
um, because there's less commercials, because there's less advertisers. And mm -hmm. you only have, you know, 30 seconds, maybe a minute, if you're lucky, to have a conversation and connect with your audience. And that's much harder to do. Whereas in mm -hmm. podcasting, you could talk as long as you want to. You could just have a – like, you, like we're just having a conversation. That's you know, always been my plan. To, if, if, you, if we had to do this interview and every, like, 30 seconds you had to keep cutting to – four songs or three songs, mm -hmm. then you'd have to only ask me questions, mm -hmm. get an answer or two out of me and then move on. We couldn't really yeah. have a real conversation. I couldn't ask you questions. I mean, I could, but it wouldn't be very good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but So this, this is a much better format because this is just people having a conversation. You know, it's, it's interest. It's more interesting. So like that's that's yeah, really why I, I'm I'm embracing. That's why I didn't take another radio job, but I'm doing wow. podcasts right now. <laughs> yeah, because at the beginning of our thing, I always said, you know what, I'm a, you know I can't be where I ask an interview where I ask a question, they answer. I ask a question. I'm a conversationalist. I like yeah. the conversation. Exactly. And, and if you look at some of the best interviewers out there, like Howard Stern, I think is one of the best interviewers. Oh, yes. He just has conversations with people. He asks That's a provocative right. enough question. He gets a great answer out of them. Yeah. You know, once in a while he shares his own personal story because that's what you do when you're having a conversation. Yeah, among exactly. Friends, you know? Yeah, and that's why I like Oprah because, you know, that's who I look up to is Oprah because when you look at what, what she does in her conversations is she asks a question and then if it piques something in her, she will add, throw her story into that. And that's what we do. I think that, and that's called listening. And I know you're just going, that's what we do. Like it's <laughs> natural, but you'd be shocked at how many people, even at the highest levels, do not listen. I, I, oh. were, I once worked with a pretty big name radio personality, I'd say, um, and he had a set of questions in front of him and we were talking to a celebrity and the celebrity said something, he asked a question, the celebrity mm -hmm. said something really provocative, like, you know, you know, and that's the day I became a lesbian and oh, wow. asked the very next question. So when's your album coming out? It's <laughs> like, um, hang on a minute. Did wow. you not? You just, yes. you just, yes. she just revealed something really big that nobody else knows. And you went on to the next question. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's like, you know, I, we had no idea. Again, we were prepared for this and didn't realize it. Like um, in our 19, almost 19 years of marriage, we, we would be on the street and we'd run into people. And I'm not talking friends, strangers. And, and I, if I got in a conversation with somebody and we're three, four, five minutes in, Sandy would know. We're there 60 minutes and she would get, she used to get so upset with that yeah. and, and she, and she'd roll her eyes sometimes. But when I get in a conversation, I get in a conversation and, and, and I've done that thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Because and, you're interested in people, you're interested in connecting. Listen, there's, there's a lot to be said. You asked me at the very beginning about COVID. There's a lot to be said for making a real connection with people. And the only way to do that is to actually talk to them and have mm -hmm. real conversations. And that's one of the things that kind of shut down during COVID. Well, we found a way to still be able to make that connection, have that conversation. So again, that's the that's the silver lining of how yeah. we're doing these sorts of things exactly. now. Because look, here we are. We couldn't do this, you know, on, we don't live in the same town, so we couldn't do it on the street. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, now, as you know, a lot of people, they see you and other people or celebrities and all that, but they don't see the teams behind the people. And in our opinion, teams never get the love they, they deserve. Don't. But on our show, they do. So if you want to take a few moments, just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Um, well, there's been a lot of people. I think everybody has to have a mentor, that one person 
who believed in them very early on. So not just the people that are working your cameras and editing mm -hmm. your stuff, but also the people that actually helped you get to be where you are. And for me, um, that was strangely enough, it was uh, Linda Lopez, Jennifer Lopez's sister. Oh wow! She was she was the pro she was the music director at the mm -hmm. very first radio station. I had a full time job, and um, I'd sent my stuff in, and it accidentally ended up on her desk. And instead <laughs> of just chucking it out and being like, "Was I'm not the program? What's this?" She actually <laughs> she actually listened to my stuff, and. They had been, they were hiring and she loved it. And she walked to the program director's office. She threw it down on his desk and said, hire her. Wow. Oh, and wow. I would never have had my first job in radio if it wasn't for Linda Lopez, you know, and to this day, like I won a Gracie award. Uh, I've won several, but at my last Gracie award, they gave you a chance to really talk. And I told the story about how, you know, women have to stick together. And I've been very fortunate to have other women in radio because there's so few of us in the very beginning of my career, yeah. we yeah. have a career. And it was Linda Lopez who hired me. She gave me my very first radio job. And then after two years at that station, she went somewhere else and there was a job there for me. And she called me, she goes, you're coming here now. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that was it. And then I left, I left that station. She got me a job at my next station. So mm -hmm. she has always been a mentor to me and somebody that really believed in me as a person, as a talent. We were always friends. Like, I think everyone has to have that one mentor, that one person. And here's the key to a mentor. It's not just somebody who believes in you and loves you, because that's your family. Your family believes in you and loves you. Your friends yeah. Yeah. The mentor is the person who feels the way your family feels about you, but has the juice and the power to, to help something. you in your career, to do something yeah. for you. And I yeah, think- They're waiting on that one. No matter what industry you're in, I don't, whether, I don't care whether you're, you want to be a plumber or whether you want to be a pop star. You have to have that real mentor who sees your talent, who believes in your work ethic, and who has the juice to help get you to that very first level. And it's funny you say that because just the other day, I was actually telling Sandy that I was like, you know, something I've learned by interviewing 450 people, including big people that, that have risen, every person that we have chatted with, there's always been that one person that helped break them through. Yes, we've heard so and, many and, stories. And, and I was that. just saying that the other day. I was like, you know, we're still looking for our one person, but you know what? Yes, we'll we'll that's get it. But yeah, it, but that now you know that that is really for a lot of people what really helps them. Now you know to look for that person. Yes. And then yeah. the other other person that I have to say has really been the biggest behind the scenes person is my co-host, Anthony Michaels. I mean, oh, when I first started doing my syndicated radio show, I didn't even know him. He wasn't even part of my team. My team was flying around to all of our markets, getting to know some of our mm -hmm. bigger markets. And we went down to Charlotte, North Carolina, and we were at this one station. He was just there to run the board that day. And just, oh, we had an instant connection. Wow. And, oh, wow. and, it was on, and it was on the air and we just started making fun of each other on the air and it was funny <laughs> and it was real. And it wasn't like flirty. Like if yeah. he was interested in me, I wasn't interested in him. It was a hundred percent just broadcast goal. Like just, wow. a, 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 just an amazing chemistry. And I said to my producers, I said, is he available? Um, oh, wow. And my producers were like, we can make him available for you. And so yeah. he, started, he became my co-host on that wow. show. And that was 11 years. We've been doing the show together for 11 years on and off. And he has always been, 
He's an amazing producer. He's an amazing, uh, he does all the production. He does, he comes up with creative ideas. You know, I mean, even though my name is always on the show, I, I joke around and say that I've been riding his coattails for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> love so, that. Oh, you know, speaking it. of teams and all that, we have a third co-host, our little nine-year-old. That yes, we got to come on. So Sandy's going to yes. get and we've got a two and a half year old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show too. Cause we are a family affair show. I love that. And it's funny. I even created the name family affair media to wrap around the whole idea of being a family affair show. Clever. I like, I like the inclusiveness of all of that. <clears throat> you know, cause and like I've told people, you know, some people say, well, you don't bring um, people on that are always family Orient, I'm like, that don't matter. We're, no. we're a family run doesn't mean that every hey. guest. Will be Hi. Hi. So what's a fair food? What? Sorry, I didn't hear you. What's a fair food? Favorite food. Oh, my favorite food. Oh, sorry. Yeah. My audio is a little crazy. Um, my favorite food is um chocolate. <laughs> but like anything chocolate, chocolate ice cream, actual chocolate. I, I even like my mom used to get me to eat fruit by dipping it in chocolate. So I blame her. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite food? Mine is pizza. Oh yeah. Pizza's good. What do you put on your pizza? Uh, pepperoni, sausage, and supreme. Oh, that's good. Okay. I'm just yeah. Any of those combos. That's good. I love all that. I'm happy you didn't say pineapple. Thank you. <laughs> he, he hasn't tried that yet. Everybody keeps asking if he tried it on the show. Nope. Not yet. Not yet. He probably would like it though. Yeah. Probably. So um how was your summer? Like what did you do? Did you do anything exciting this summer? Uh yes. Tell what was it? Tell a couple things you the did. The trips. Uh the trips. Tell me. Where'd you go? Uh Nashville and yeah. We did three Nashville trips. In fact, we're going back again um in a few weeks. And uh, what did you what did you think of Nashville? I think it was pretty cool. You did? Yes. Because yeah, so we're planning favorite, on moving What's your there. favorite thing about it? My favorite thing? Uh, what's your favorite thing to do? We know Nashville? what your favorite oh, thing God. there was, if you remember. What's the first night you were there? Story. Uh, What'd you get to do? Oh, uh, play some drums. What? What, what, yeah. had, what had happened was we were um, walking almost to Broadway. And we were in front of Honky Tonk Central. Mm -hmm. And... The one of the band members from Hockey Tonk Central that this one night, it was our very first night in Nashville, sees little Chris and tells somebody, take this drumstick and give it to him. So we thought that was the coolest thing, but we didn't yes. realize it was about to happen. So we crossed the street and there we were um, listening to the band that was playing um, at Dirk Bentley's row. Mm -hmm. And we're on the sidewalk listening through and the lady singer looks down, sees the drumstick in his hand, jumps down and says, how would you like to play a song with us on the drums? What? You're kidding. And so she pulls him through the window, the window yes. to get him on stage. <laughs> and he got to play Summer of 69 up there to a crowd of about 200 people. Wow. And wait a second. So now I know your mom is kind of shy, but were you shy? Did we, were you able to get up there and just start drumming? He, yeah. <laughs> he just yeah. got up there and hit. Now he wants to be so a drummer. Cool. So wouldn't it be cool yes. if he became a big drummer? He'd have that story to tell. Yeah, that's right. Do you, you still have that drumstick, right? Yes. Yes, two, two now. Two. 
Oh, I love. They got a second, they got one, a second one, the second trip, trip to Nashville, where one of the people that because again he got smart. He was like, well, if that worked before, every time we get in front of a place or playing, he's holding a drumstick up, hoping that I happen to. <laughs> that is a good idea. That's a good strategy. Take the drumsticks wherever you go and just show up. He does. Venues and be like, I'm here. <laughs> All right, next question. Okay, so what's the first TV show? Um, hmm. Right now, ooh, I'm watching so many things. Um, did you see Never Have I Ever on Netflix? Did you watch that? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, um, let's see what else I like. Uh, I'm a big Netflix fan, so um, right now I'm waiting for the third season of Sex Education. I liked um, what else on Netflix? Um, Hmm. I, I think like whatever Netflix series. Every time they have a series, I'm always interested. But I would say I would say Never Have I Ever. That's the uh, Mindy Calling story. It's like about her life and stuff as a as a child. It's a great it's a great story. It's a it's oh, really wow. well written. It's really funny. Um, yeah, I love that. What about you? What's your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show is SpongeBob. I love SpongeBob. I, I'm a big Patrick fan. Do you like Patrick? That's yes, I do. That's my favorite. I'm a big Patrick fan. And my did you how about my favorite episode is the one where they jump out of the water and they're actually real and they're on sticks and it's like an actual starfish and an actual sponge. Do you remember yeah. that episode? Yes, I do. That's my favorite one. I love. It. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. And what's been cool about it because we bring, you know, of course, actors and artists on the show. He, we bet we bring a, you know, he watches a lot of Disney and Nickelodeon shows. So we've been able to bring people from Side Hustle, from Bunk, all on the show. Oh, and wow, got, that's great. Gotten, he's gotten to talk to a lot of them. In fact, we recently just brought one from Side Hustle, the, um, who who plays what was his name? He plays. Oh, the one that plays Fisher. He plays yeah. Fisher on Side Hustle. Oh, cool. All right. So what's your favorite movie? Uh, mean Girls. Ooh. Oh, I remember mean that. Girls. I think about yeah. that. I'm a huge Mean Girls fan. <laughs> I love everything about that movie. I feel like that was all of my friends growing up. Yes. yes. So, yeah. How about you? What's your favorite movie? Mine is the Minions movie. Oh, my God. I love the Minions movies. I love those movies so much. I just yeah. think every one of them is so creative and so clever and funny. Great branding like, yes. too. I'm with that. Maybe that's that might be number two on my list. I feel and you like, great branding too. They have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. The Minions movies are really great branding. I just went through Disney and I watched all of the Pixar movies. Like oh, we just wow. sat down and watched all of them. I really like The Incredibles. Do you like The Incredibles? I haven't seen it. You're going to love it. Oh my God. You're going to love the Incredibles because there are, so it's about a family and they're all superheroes. And it's interesting because the kids end up having to save the parents. That's not giving anything away. But you are going to love the Incredibles if you haven't seen them yet. It's totally kid friendly and it's characters that you're going to be like, wait a minute, that dude is me. Like you're going to relate to them so much. Especially with you. And you have a little sister, right? Yes, I do. Oh my god! And you guys are the Incredibles. The four of you are the Incredibles. You're gonna you're gonna sue Disney and be like they stole our life and made a, made a series out of it. <laughs> Bye, thanks. Oh, thanks so much. It was so nice talking to you, Chris. Yeah, he he loves to do that, and he really does. When people actually talk back, like you have, you know, funny you and John Tess both did that, so he loves that. Oh, and Bobby, because, right? You know why? 
He's a cool yeah. kid. And the minute you meet him, you're like, oh, I got to talk to this kid. <laughs> he <laughs> this loves kid stories. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's great. And now, so now does he want to be a drummer? Yeah, he, he does. does. So he we told him that when we move to Nashville next year, lessons. we'll get him the drums and drum, drum let Because I because funny, the other day we were, we, we interviewed Bobby Rydell. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Rydell, of course, is a big drummer and singer. And he, he ended up was sitting there telling little Chris how, what to do to be a great drummer. So I thought, that, I mean, that, that moments so like cool. that, wow. so it's like, you know, we do the show and hope that one day we'd be big, but you can't right. take moments like yeah. that away. What's the advice that he was given on how to be a good drummer? What did he specifically well, He was telling to him to learn how to read music for one, so that he'll know whenever he, he sits down with a band and all that, they have the music sheets there that he'll know how to read it, what to do. Then get, get smart. And he said, that way you'll always have an income because he said, just because your band is playing doesn't mean you're making money, but if right. you can read music, you will always have an income. Yeah, because he can be it's a interesting. You know, I do. I have a friend who's like one of these like session Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, I have a friend who's a session bass player. He plays with a major band, but then when mm-hmm. that band is not on tour, he does right. session stuff. And he's one of the yes. few people I know that is he is a working musician. He does that full time, and you wow. never know his name. But oh, yet wow. he tours with some of the biggest bands in the world because he's yes. one of these session session players. Yeah, that's great advice. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So what are some sources of inspiration for you? Um, I think, you know, for me, my source of inspiration always comes from um, just being true to myself and listening to the people around me and just being, you know, like being very realistic, you know, about things, being very realistic about, you know, uh, my goals and my future and, and just, mm-hmm. just, you know, it's funny. It's like you learn as a radio broadcaster to listen to your guest, but I think that same listening has to happen in the rest of your life. And I feel like the more I listen to the people around me, whether they're older and they know better or whether they're people who love and care about me or whether they're, you know, my agent or, you know, somebody in, in a business uh, role, I listen mm-hmm. to what everybody has to say because I really, um, I trust them. And it, I think, you know, you can't, you can never do it alone. You, there's nothing, there's no industry that you can ever do alone. Even like the loneliest job in the world, you still can't do alone. You know, I think it's really right. important to know who's around you. And, and when you listen, you take their words with you. So when you, when you are not with them, they are still part of your heart and, and, and with you wherever you go. Yeah. And what would you like for your legacy to be? What would you like to be most known and remembered for? Um, Just one of the few women who hosted their own radio show. And not a lot of women are the hosts and their name on the show. They're usually the sidekicks and the laughing girl, you know. Oh, yes. Um, But I want to be I want to be known as I, I want my legacy to be known as, you know, one of the women in radio who called the shots and made the decisions and was the, you know, was the boss. Yes. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers and listeners, what would you want to tell them? Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to every incarnation of the Cooper Lawrence show. Thank you for listening to the Cooper and Anthony show right now. I mean, I, I wouldn't do what I would do. I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for, for you. And I'm, 
every day beyond grateful. And we love hearing from our listeners and we love when people comment and, you know, even if the comments aren't always positive, I don't care. It's just, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm beyond grateful. And I know that if it wasn't for the people listening to the show, I wouldn't have a show. Love yeah. that. So as we close out here, what's next for you? Um, well, you know, it's funny. I, the podcast was something that we were just going to do until we got back into radio just to, you know, keep ourselves sharp. And we weren't expecting our podcast to become uh, number one in several countries. And we have um, about a, about a little under a half a million subscribers a week. And we just signed to um, UTA for our podcast. Yeah. And yeah. You know, and it just it blew up like that was not at all we were expecting. We were just literally just trying to keep our instruments sharp in between yeah. radio jobs. But yeah. it turns yeah. out that, you know, when you think about it, Joe Rogan makes more than you know, <laughs> yeah. makes, almost as, yeah. makes almost as much as Howard Stern. So there really wow. is a career to be had in podcasting. And we are very grateful to be with one of the best agencies in the country um, and have amazing listeners and. So I think we're going to stick with our podcast and keep growing it and see where we can take it. You know, yes. I love that. And, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today and we definitely look forward to having you back. We oh, do. absolutely. You guys are so charming. I, I just, I love talking to you. I love your energy. I love your relationship. You just, I, I I'm leaving with such a positive, happy feeling. And, you know, like we've been saying from the very beginning, life is hard right now on so many levels. And it's just nice to have these moments to have a real connection with real people who are just, you know, such lovely human beings. I mean, you're both terrific and little oh, Chris is amazing. And I just, I, I can't say enough about how, what a wonderful experience this has been to be with you guys. Well, we oh, definitely appreciate that. So, so tell so everybody enjoyed. how they can find you and yes. your podcast and all that. Sure. Um, so it's the Cooper and Anthony show and it's on every platform, Spotify, iHeart, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, if you want to find us specifically, you can just go to cooperandanthony.com. Love awesome. that. And like Love I it. said, you know, we definitely look forward to having you back. And, we do. you know, and, you know, we, you know, we look up to someone like you we do. who's been there who, and what we want to do. Absolutely. Thank you. And you know what? And I look up to you guys because every once in a while you need a reset. You know, you need to look at people like the two of you who are like right behind your back, ready to take your job. You guys are so talented. It's like, wait, I better step up my game because these two are coming up and stepping up their game. And you're just, you know, reminding me of how much I love what I do and, and how much we are a community. And I just, you know, this has been I, I loved I loved this. I, I'm I'm more than grateful for it. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thank uh, you for we, your time today. And we really it's enjoyed so it. Fun. We enjoyed and you it. have a blessed day. You yeah. too. Have a blessed day, both of you. Thanks. 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 Bye bye.